0: All right, all right, Pastor, we're back on the air with Power Talk Podcast with Pastor Paul Chicago. Yay. Hey, 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 he's here. He's, oh, he's, in he's in the house. And myself, Reverend Matthew DeLeon, my pastor, how are you doing Today, I'm doing really good, brother. Isn't it good? It isn't, is. like, isn't life good, Pastor?
1: Oh, life is good, man.
0: Yeah, especially when you, like, you took a drive, you and Pastor Need took a wonderful drive, headed out for a little bit, just get to yes. take a, a fresh breath there, if you will. Yeah,
1: because my, my problem is you get a little overload sometimes because there's so many things to consider, and yes. me, I'm not one that can think about it and just kind of let it go. Yeah, so it kind of sticks with me, so yes. it creates pressure. And the only way to, for me to really relieve pressure is to just kinda get away for a minute. Yes. Take a breather. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's like a, a restart. So yeah. I've always been that way and yeah. So, it's really nice for just to have a little restart. And it's good that you, you and Pashini can do that together. Yeah, no, we're you, really you know, blessed
0: that way. A lot of people, like for example, men go to golfing or something like yes. that. But you and Pashini, you guys have always been together when it comes to taking almost like hitting that reset button, if you will. Yes, for sure. That, re, that refresher. And the good thing is, you and Pashini have always been together. Yeah, I mean, no, when, when you guys do that.
1: We're pretty much inseparable. And so, even when we consider like, okay, where are we at right now in the moment? Mm-hmm. Okay, the moment is we're feeling a little overwhelmed. We're a little tired. We're Anytime we take an advantage of getting away... It's not like I need to go like you say go play golf or I need to go call up the guys and go play do this or do that. No, it's usually Cindy and I needing to just go out and go out to go get a dinner. Yeah. Go go look at the mountains, go take a yes. drive, you know. Yes. So that's kind of the way we've we've always responded to those type of things.
0: I I believe personally because you do that, this is the reason why your marriage is as strong as it is.
1: Sure it is. It's very strong. Yeah. No. It's it's not going to be broken yes. with one little problem. Come on, pastor. Nope. No. No, not at all, and it is. It does help. It does yeah. help strengthen it big time.
0: And I know we're going to get to our topic here in a minute, but to me, I want to just touch really quickly just to the fact that you said you felt overwhelmed. I think a lot of people, Pastor, are feeling it in this particular in this season mm-hmm. right now. Just overwhelmed <clears throat> spiritually, we get to a certain degree because we have an enemy, an mm-hmm. adversary against our soul. Sure. Mentally, our work, so forth. Oh yeah. But emotionally, Pastor, yeah. we can feel overwhelmed emotionally, just yeah. feeling like I can't take anymore. I can barely breathe. Yeah. I can barely go on. Yeah. you know and you're right taking that reprieve if you will Mm -hmm. is so important especially as a christian
1: yeah people just got to understand you have the ability to to withstand the pressure Mm. And I always tell myself in those moments, okay, I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I I may be at a point where I need to take a shutdown for a minute, but I already know I'm going to be fine. I just, I just, but I know how to relieve it. And a lot of people don't really know how to relieve their, their problem or their pressure. Uh, So what they tend to do is they tend to blow up on each other. Yes. And uh, I don't do that. You know, I mean, I can, I have. But for the most part, I know mm. I know how to get the find the pressure release valve, so to speak, right, right. because I know what it's going to take to relieve that pressure, yeah. to kind of reset, to kind of get my mind back in order, mm. so to speak, mm. and get that jumbled mess of different thoughts all, that are in there. Yes. And I think that's where most people have the problem is not knowing how to do that.
0: Exactly. It's funny you said that because I just wrote that down. People don't know how to identify it.
1: Right. They don't. They just identify mm. it as usually being, well, this person's bothering me. I'm sick and tired of this. Right. I'm sick and and it's like I don't identify it as as a problem with a person or, right. or or situation. Right. I just I just recognize that I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm just overwhelmed. It's personal. It's mm. not as much about things or people around me. It's yes, about sir. something I know it's personal. Yes, sir. And you have to identify it as being personal because otherwise you start taking it out on people like they're the problem. No, it's not yes. them. In yes. fact, I want them to be a part of helping me find the mm-hmm. so, find the solution to the problem. So that's why I always know when I start feeling that, mm-hmm. okay, I'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I want me and Cindy to be together and let's mm-hmm. go help me to release this. And how do I do that? Mm-hmm. I find a mountain. I find a nice drive to take. I find yeah. a, a place where we both can go and. Enjoying yes. a nice, have a nice dinner. And that is extremely helpful to me. Wow. Just getting out of town. Just getting out of town. And I don't blame her for any of those issues. Mm-hmm. I know she's part of the, pro- she's part of the solution, not the problem.
0: Amen.
1: Instead of yelling at her and being angry yeah. and causing fights because I just, yeah. because I haven't identified the problem. No, I identify the problem. It it's up. me. Yeah. How did you learn to identify quick, as quick as you have? Would you say? You, you know, I don't remember exactly how yeah. because I know that I've I've learned that about 20 years ago being in yeah. ministry I know that a lot of times what we were taught by our our pastors mm. was that you're not each other's enemy and oh, that you're I, that you're not each I other's like real problem like and as I begin to learn that I'm like wait a second like all these different thoughts are going through my head yeah. and she's not that she's not the individual that's going through my thoughts in other yes. words it's the problem yeah I realize, okay, it's just all these situations that are just coming together and it's just Mm -hmm. becoming overwhelming. So she ends up becoming the solution, just like I hope that I am for her at times. Mm, I like that. You know,
0: I want to go back to what you said. She is not the enemy.
1: She's not the enemy. Whenever I go through something, she's not, she's, she's very rarely the problem that I'm going through, yeah. if at all. Yeah. It's always something very deeply personal mm-hmm. that's getting to me. Like maybe it is family problems, mm-hmm. but that has with to right? It, maybe it is ministry. It's just overwhelming. There's so much I'm going sure. on. I can't keep yeah. it all together. But it's not her. Yeah. Maybe it's just something I feel like, man, I'm struggling with, but it's not her. Yeah. You know, so when you learn to identify, OK, let's just identify what the real issue is. Yeah. You don't start being angry and being, you know, have an attitude yeah. towards everybody. Yeah. You find a way to go take care of it.
0: Because I know from mm-hmm. my, my, my life personally, from my own personal experience, it's so strange that in those moments are feeling
1: overwhelmed mm-hmm. you attack the people you love the most sure because a lot of times you you, you attach the feeling that you have yes, as them being the problem with yes. that feeling yes. and they're associated with it and yes, they're sir. really not yes sir. and so uh you know as a result i constantly tell myself hey Take it easy. Yeah. Now, like I say, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've, I've perfected it. Mm-hmm. But, but like I said, if you really take this guy today and you mm-hmm. put him up against the guy 20 years ago, <laughs> the guy 20 years ago was always looking for a fight.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Because I blamed every situation and everything on that person or yeah. other people. Did you feel you could always fix it yourself, too, even with that mentality as far as waiting for that fight? I think guys by nature tend to do that, mm-hmm. but when you're really good at fixing problems, which I tend to be pretty good at it a lot of times, mm-hmm. you tend to f- try to fix these things, but my problem is, is I fix it with force. Mm. So that sometimes means it's the wrong way because it affects people. Yes, sir. So not every problem can be fixed the same.
0: And you're right, because when we fix it by force, we're not c- taking consideration of people's hearts, emotions, and you know things Mm. of that nature we're just thinking no this is the way to fix it let's just move let's just do it and
1: we get on it and a problem is then the problem we're creating another problem Mm. so we have the problem that we're trying to fix but we're creating another problem because of the attitude that we have oh I like that And so we got to be real careful of that. And
0: these are real problems creating more problems, which creates another problem, which creates another problem. And to a certain degree, all of a sudden people are considering divorce, what they would never consider. Yeah. But because they didn't learn, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, they didn't learn how to identify the real issue. And it
1: wasn't your spouse. It's Mm -hmm. not your children. Now, a lot of times it, 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 the outside world is affecting what you're feeling, but it's a usually a multiple things yeah. and just recognize it as multiple things. Mm-hmm. It's not just any one thing. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. your job is causing you pressure, yeah. but, but it also could be because the job that you've got, but it also could be because of the debt. It mm-hmm. could be also because of the fact that you've got a leak in the roof that Huge. if you know, if you don't fix, it's also could be fact that, you know, your children or need to go to the hospital and you to go, it's a yeah. bill you can't pay it's multiple problems usually yeah and you really you hit a lot of
0: things in the head Pastor. I believe people are experiencing who are listening to this podcast yeah it could be debt and that's a big it seems like a a mountain you just can't you know chop down if you will get down that mountain
1: so just be very careful not to take it out on anyone just really tell yourself it's me that's the problem Mm -hmm. you know how you know because if you're feeling if you're feeling the issue then you're the one with the problem plain and simple I like that now I'm not saying other people can't be causing that problem. Well, that's fine. Then talk with them, wow. deal with it. But talk with them and do it right. Um, but for the most part, it's still you. It's still a you problem. It's funny you said that because to me,
0: you just answered a thousand dollar question. A mm-hmm. person could have gone to a counseling session, yeah. paying from a counselor to hear what you just said. Yeah, you right. just
1: said if you're feeling it you're part of the problem you're already part of the problem because you're most likely going to handle it wrong so you have two options Uh, how do you have there's only one there's only one question Mm -hmm. how do i handle it being that i know what it's doing to me okay so being that i know what it's doing to me it's causing all these deep emotions frustration anger all this all this other other emotions that are rising up and because of it I've obviously got an issue. So now I become my own problem. Okay. So now, yeah, you can talk with those individuals to help them say, okay, stop pushing that button please, mm. but do it right. Mm. Talk with them, share with them why it's your spouse. Tone is everything, right? Uh Uh-huh. Tone is everything. Me and my wife years ago, we did that. We would be really good at pushing each other's buttons and not realizing we were pushing each other's buttons. So what we did is one day we had a real meeting of the minds and we just sat down and said, Hey, look, when you say this, or when you say that, it really does something in me. And I'm not sure why. Yes. I wasn't sure at the moment. Yes. But as I begin to dig deeper, I begin to realize, oh, now I know why that button pushes it within me and why I push her button when I say certain things. Mm. It's because we had hurts from the past or things from the past. So I realized, okay, my past, the present situation is affecting my past. Yeah. Well, I need to fix my past so that way present situations don't affect me anymore. And that's how we dealt with it. And so we realized, okay, wait a second, I've got an issue with this. You're just the one that keeps pushing the button. So what I did is I went and fixed that past. Now that person doesn't touch that button no more. My wife doesn't touch it and I don't touch hers anymore. In in some of those things, can your spouse be involved in that healing process? Sure, because what you do is you help them, okay, while I'm being healed, while I get while I can I do it, tell her. Mm-hmm. Well, and she told me. Yeah. This is an area that really bothers me when you do it, but I realize it's not really you, but oh. it does touch it. Wow. And I realize it's a really an exterior problem that's existed for a long time. So here's what I'm asking. Yes. Be be kind enough not to do that right. just until I get this fixed. Yeah. Well, guess what? She not only just she did not only said okay I can do that mm-hmm. she doesn't touch it anyway anymore anyway wow and not only that if she did it doesn't bother me anyway and vice versa yes sir. same way with her situations yes, and so a lot of times you got to realize that those push button topics and situations yes. are just a result of something that was already lying dormant mm-hmm. and it just gets revived every time somebody pushes the button exactly and those people pushing the button are not doing it intentionally not intentionally, not intentionally. they don't know what that they're, they don't know that they're pushing that button. Yeah. And they don't even, you don't, you may not even know what it is or yeah. why it bothers you so much. Yeah. But if you'll go get it fixed. Yes, sir. Go before the Lord. Pray Amen. it out. Pray it out. Fight it out. Kick it out. Whatever it takes. Get delivered and healed from it. It's funny. As you're talking, I had this question pop up Do
0: you ever ask God, God, what is it?
1: Mm hmm. I do. Because when I recognize that it's not an exterior issue, now don't get me wrong, sometimes we're built certain ways. Okay. Your brain is limited to based off your personality and your ability.
0: You're right. Okay. People
1: joke around about certain things.
0: That's the way of relieving that pressure. Right.
1: Well, like for instance, I get overwhelmed at times. Okay. I could say, man, is that like a problem from my past? No, oh, I see. no, my that. problem. That, that's just one of those situations. It's just kind of the way my brain is built. It has a limited amount. Mm-hmm. Some people can handle more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some right. people can't handle less. Like when I listen to some people talk about their problems, right. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's easy. I wish <laughs> okay. I was dealing with that Right. because I realized they can't deal with very much. Now, Mm -hmm. you can expand that and grow that to where you can handle more. Over the years, I can handle more than what I used to. How did I grow? Because when you deal with past problems, all of a sudden push-button problems that do come up when it does come up, it's it's easy to just get rid of it. It just doesn't affect you anymore. So that's how you grow in it is by things not affecting you as much. Would you call it maturity? Maturity and growth, understanding how God Mm -hmm. can heal you. It's a lot of it's healing. Mm. And so I handle a lot more today than what I used to. So
0: when you learn to accept the healing that God can give you, then in return, you can help heal others.
1: Yeah. Because you can tell them what you've done to get through it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Which is a testimony, right? It is a testimony. I can tell people a simple two, three steps, how to fix those little issues that are becoming a real heavy issue and how to but but the thing is you've still got to go apply those principles that i share i like that you got to apply those principles that i share because otherwise you know them but you're not applying them and they never they never really work i had to work at it Mm. when i really discovered the principles for myself Mm. i had to work at it and now it becomes second nature to do it that way on anything
0: did you ever seek out outside help? Outside help, from like from a pastor or from a close friend? A couple
1: of situations that I couldn't figure out how to fix. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, and once I fixed those, now those issues they just are like gone. Yeah. They're gone because I just needed somebody else to hear it. Mm. Um, but other issues that are personal, mm-hmm. some that are personal, I, I was able to fix just by asking the Lord. One, I recognized what it was. That once was. I recognized what it was. God. It was just asking God. And he helped me to develop and showed me how, scripturally, how to quote scripture, mm. how how to stay in the spirit, how to how to stay close mm. to, not and not get to fa- get too far out to where I go back to what I used to be. Yeah. No, I I've dealt with that.
0: Yeah, I love what you said. Just going back to what you said about with Pastor Cindy, you told me this many many years ago when he mm. came to marriage counseling. Communication is overrated. Connecting
1: is where it's at. Yeah, when you're talking about a relationship issue. Yeah,
0: as far as again yeah. helping you relationship relationship is, yeah. is relationship as far as even also dealing with the overwhelmingness that you talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times what people do is we tend to believe that we don't communicate enough. The truth is we communicate all day long. Even if you don't communicate with words, can you not read body language? Oh, you can Just as loud. You just as loud. Just as loud. If somebody, if you say something that you can tell, you can tell when somebody doesn't like it or disagrees with it, right? Because yeah. you can tell by their body language. Yeah. Um, we're communicating all the time. Mm-hmm. Communication is overrated. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not connecting with you, that means understanding the heart of that's what you, what's going go on that. in your head. Yes, sir. That's real connecting. Yeah. And when I connect with you now, all of a sudden, our communication's even better and it's different.
0: There you go. Now, going back to the overwhelming process, that's where that fits in. Mm-hmm. That's yes. where that key, that principle you just mentioned a moment ago. Yeah, that's where that fits in.
1: Yeah, because you've got to connect with it. You've got to be able to connect people. You've got to be able to connect with people in order for them there to understand know. who you really are. You for me to communicate, think about it. We all communicate. If I asked you, like, let's say a biggest story or a big event in your life happened, um, but the. But the thing is that you know you gotta connect people to your problem. Mm-hmm. So if it's you've got a problem mm-hmm. and they've got a problem mm-hmm. and when a counselor asks, Well, so what's the problem? Well your version is slightly different than theirs, right? Right. So now you've got to be able to connect them. Mm-hmm. Communicating with them isn't enough to communicate with it. Mm-hmm. But connecting them with the issue is. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to help that counselor can connect with your issue so they can right. fix it right and so that's what happens a lot of times we don't connect with things right is communicating we communicate a lot mm-hmm. but how many times do we communicate two different sides of the coin right two different ways right we all do right and so uh, I think what we have to do is we have to connect mm-hmm. a lot of times with those things because if we'll connect with it mm-hmm. Um it helps us to get to the place where we can fix it. You know? Right. You so, and, and not
0: stay overwhelmed.
1: And not stay overwhelmed. And that's the ultimate goals, like in this case. So mm-hmm. having somebody that can help you through it is really, really key.
0: Absolutely. So basically, Pastor, you said in regards to being overwhelmed, we have to know and how to identify this. Yes. How do we identify how to be overwhelmed? You mentioned three things, Pastor. Emotional flare-ups.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you know you're talking about emotions are involved, uh-huh. right? Yes. And they... The second part, because it kind of ties into it, is being aware of personal triggers. So an emotion can be a trigger, right, Pastor? A trigger.
1: Yeah, it's actually the the thing that triggers anything is that there's an emotion still deep in there. It,
0: they're tied together. That right? They're
1: tied together, yeah. Okay. So the emotion itself, mm-hmm. you sometimes won't ever, you may not even know that it's there. Right. But the trigger that's tied to it, it hits it. And so... You know, you, this is how you know sometimes when you're a little over overwhelmed. Yes. Because triggers are easily touched. Yes. And I think
0: we all have them, right, Pastor? We uh, all have triggers. We all
1: do. And I mean, some people have learned to manage them better. Yes. Some people have actually been healed of them. And so the triggers are gone. Yes. But everybody has probably a trigger somewhere. And yes. at some point, there's even even beyond the trigger sometimes people just have a limit mm-hmm. and it's because they're tired mm. and so sometimes you may not really have a trigger yeah you just may be just totally overwhelmed because of tiredness yes and you know how it is when you're tired every little thing becomes like sandpaper it just scratches Yes. it's like you know I just don't want to think I'm just yes. too tired and when you're tired that's how you know when you're a little overwhelmed. You know, Pastor Tony Henley gave you some advice, and I love it because you shared it with me. Yeah.
0: He says, after you minister, be careful where you go and be careful what you do and yeah. be careful what you say mm-hmm. because you're exhausted. He says, we make the worst mistakes usually after you minister.
1: Yeah, that's why he said he said something. He said, don't be alone. That's what he all, yes. Yeah, he said, yes. don't be alone. Yes. Because the problem is that you're, he's he's right because I know I've experienced it in the mm-hmm. past is that mm-hmm. after you minister really hard, um, a lot of times you start coming down, especially when you work under an anointing, mm. so to speak. But but it, but it transfers to other things, not just sure. working in ministry, but I'm giving my example is that That's a good point. working under the anointing when you've prepared mm-hmm. physically, yeah. emotionally, and spiritually Yeah. And then you get out of that pulpit after giving everything you have. Yeah. You've put a lot of hours into that one moment. So now you're tired, kind of tired going into it. Yeah. Now you're really tired coming out of it. Yes. And so what tends to happen is your body is just really depleted. Yeah. And your brain just kind of just, when it starts to shut down, Yeah. any little thing can trigger... Just because you're overwhelmed. And it's like now all of a sudden people, especially in me in ministry, yeah. I'm much better now that I've gotten older and learned how to manage it Yes, sir. and I'm better at it. Yeah. But there was a time where I would just give so much because I had so much energy and yes. so much of it to give when I'd preach. Yes. Give me about two, about two hours later, mm-hmm. I'd be like on the, I'd be on my way down. Right and right. every little thing now here i am on a real high yeah, yeah. and i go from a i go from this extreme high to this extreme low yeah well my brain is just overwhelmed mm. my body is overwhelmed i'm mm. tired from that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and so it's like anything it's kind of like adrenaline yeah you get that adrenaline rush and you yeah. don't feel like anything can hurt you yeah but when that adrenaline is done you're not only tired yeah But your brain just starts to begin to be like, oh, I just don't want to think about anything all of a sudden. Yes. Isn't that
0: almost equivalent to working an eight-hour day, that one hour of just preaching and working under the anointing?
1: Yeah, no, no. When you're working on an anointing, uh, I remember a pastor used to say it all the time, and it wasn't long into my ministry, but he would say this. He'd say, look, he says working two hours under the anointing mm-hmm. straight is the equivalent of working in a physical eight hour a day job. Wow. And you know, it, in the very beginning, I'm not saying I didn't believe it, yeah. I just didn't know what he meant. Gotcha. Well, when I finally got involved in ministry and the anointing of the Lord would begin to work in my life and I began yes. to see it early in my in my career, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. I would literally go all day. Yeah, I'd be no problem. I could go for many hours a day working, 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 and then go yeah. preach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was always after the preaching yes. that I finally felt the tiredness. Yes, And so, yeah, even today, even on a Sunday, I can get up and I can go Mm -hmm. after I'm done preaching for about the first hour and a half. I'm pretty good. But after about an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm ready to go take a nap. It just wore It just wears you out.
0: And I will say, because again, I'm sure I'm assuming we're talking to ministers out there as well. When you understand this. But I've seen
1: you minister, Pastor, where the anointing is stronger on, cer- on certain Sundays mm-hmm. than others. Yeah, there is. There's more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows what, what the reason is for that. Right. But there is. Sometimes the anointing is just a little stronger on some days than others. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But yeah, when you get overwhelmed and you get over, you get yes, stressed sir. Yes, sir. because of tiredness, yeah. it's not hard to push those little buttons. Right. So Right.
0: Pastor, you talked about, well, let me say this way. God's given us some memory,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? right. We, at least, at least we, we think we can use it. Right. Right. <laughs> For sure. I try to use that. Whatever I can remember. Right. Exactly. Could you talked about identi- being able to identify. Yeah. To, so in order to do that, you have to have a memory as far as being able to identify those triggers, um, past issues that need to be healed. Okay, yeah. And I think that part of that memory would come wisdom. Because if God's reminding you, hey, this is the last time you did this, you felt overwhelmed during this situation. Mm -hmm. It could be in a marriage, you know, uh, it could be like a hostile situation where you felt like um, you and your spouse are just conflicting all the time. You feel overwhelmed in the the relationship. Yeah. And the memory will serve you best when you remember the last time this happened.
1: Right,
0: right. You did this and it got you out. Last time this happened, you did this and it was resolved. Right. So I'm... Memories are very key. Having a good memory is very key during these moments of feeling overwhelmed. I think the
1: key, it's the, the memory, you know, look, we all, we all are going to have memories. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we tend to hang to the critical and the negative. Yeah. And so we do have memories. Yeah. And usually, instead of learning from it, yeah. we end up using it against each other. Oh, that's good. You know, and that's then good. we wonder why we're overwhelmed or we try to avoid situations. Yeah. So we instead of learning from it, yeah. we end up using it as a defense mechanism. That's a good honest approach. Yeah. And so we we really should remember those moments and say, "Okay, what can I do to fix it?" Mm-hmm. So that way the next time I see it coming or yeah. approaching, mm-hmm. I know how to deal with it better. I know yeah. how to handle it in mm-hmm. a better way. That's when you know you're learning from that memory. Yeah.
0: Uh, there you go. Yeah,
1: you're right. Like, what is the problem?
0: Yeah. Instead of just saying something before you stop, you're gonna stop yourself. You know, for a second. It's, okay, what's the problem? Yeah. What is the problem?
1: A lot of us just need to learn to withhold some of the things that we say from our tongue. And that would probably fix what it is that we know that we're going back into. Why do we know we're going back into it? Because 90% of the time we bring it up to the other person. Well, you did this last time. Yeah. Well, this is what you always say. Or this is what you always do. Or yeah. Okay, well see, you remember. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not you haven't fixed it. You haven't mm, learned from it. Because you're back you're right you're back. Right, right in the middle of it. That's good. So the goal is is really not so much if you remember it as much as what you do remember. Have you learned something from it that you can say, I know how to deal with it next time? Yeah. And, and so that way I'm not always overwhelmed. And so yes. that way I'm not always like afraid. You know, you, you shouldn't even be afraid of those moments.
0: That's good, Pastor. You that's know. good. Because I got a couple of questions that rise up. You know, I've, I know I experienced like, why do I feel boxed in? You know right. why am I feeling like left out? Mm-hmm. In other words, left out of God's blessings. Uh, how come my my life's not as happy as yours? Mm-hmm. In the yeah. middle, of, in the middle of feeling overwhelmed, all of a sudden, like you, like you just point out, yeah. you start looking at somebody else's blessing like in a negative connotation, in a yeah, negative yeah. in a negative way. For
1: sure, yeah, yeah. It, again, it really just comes down to you recognizing it. Okay, so we, it, I think all in all, it's pretty easy to recognize what the problem mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. The harder part is understanding what it takes to fix it, mm. and so it might take some tries. What I find is that the, the is that it's all in it's all based completely on how you address it the next time. Ninety mm. percent of the time, it's attitude. It's always going to be attitude. Okay, let me write you that know, up, Ninety percent attitude. Yeah, ninety percent of it's attitude, and in ten percent of it is is determining how you're going to fix it. Yeah are you going to apply that knowledge? Yes. And because it doesn't take much to think about. Anybody can say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah. But are you right? The real question is, are you going to be honest enough to yourself that you're going to actually make it happen or do Mm, something? mm. So, like I said, 90% of it truly is, is can you identify what that is and really adjust your attitude? Yeah. And if you can, are you, too prideful yeah see a lot of times we don't adjust our attitude even though we know it's our attitude Mm -hmm. but because of pride we won't do it either Mm. pride says no i'm going to stand my ground i'm going to be firm i'm not going to take this anymore it's like okay
0: yeah
1: that ain't going to work yeah when in reality just it says a kind word turn away wrath Mm. so that means you have to adjust your attitude the next time wrath shows up Pastor, how important is it to know scripture
0: during those times? I mean, you gave a really good pointed scripture to really safeguard your heart and a relationship potentially when you just said what you just said. That's
1: exactly right. You know, I haven't perfected it Mm -hmm. um, because if you ask my wife, she would tell you so. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask her wives. (laughs) Don't ask her wives. Yeah, don't talk to them. You don't even know who they are. (laughs) Uh, But one of the things I've learned is, okay, so I've been learning is like the biggest thing is, is just how do you Addressing it, mm. so I, I I've gotten to where I'm at about seventy percent of the time I'm addressing. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, deal mm. with it the right way. Yeah, do it with the right attitude. Don't don't use a raised elevated voice all the time. Yeah, but it's that thirty percent of the time that man it just creates a problem because I just allowed it to get to me. We're not responding correctly. We're not responding correctly. Exactly. So that's all attitude, and so your attitude if you'll just say okay i know what my attitude is in those moments okay. but here's how i can respond okay. that's that that's the 10% of that decision mm-hmm. how will you respond properly mm-hmm. and so i still have a i still have a little bit more to go mm-hmm. because i'm not perfect you yeah. know in that area yeah. but my point is is i know what it is now and it's almost 90% of the time it's just attitude pastor what percentage
0: what percentage of it is as uh, according to our heart would you say in feeling this overwhelming?
1: You know, uh, your heart can have a lot to do with it, you know, whether it's issues in the heart or it's just your heart's just wrong. You know, if Mm. you just have if if there's evil in it, Mm. it doesn't really matter what it is. You're always going to feel overwhelmed because you're going to be tormented. uh, You know, it's going to be tormented. And that's where the overwhelming comes from, because the evilness is in there, which leads me to my next question, Pastor.
0: Can we overwhelm ourselves with Mm -hmm. the wise? The winds, the whos, the wheres—I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. You know, all the questions—we're
1: wondering when. Yeah,
0: you know, we're looking for like a like a result, like right away.
1: So that's why the whys. You know, uh, every one of those things that you say, mm-hmm. those are all questions, mm-hmm. and those are all questions. Mm-hmm. What to do now? Mm-hmm, Where do I go mm-hmm, with that? Mm-hmm. Why should I do it? What, when, when you know, th- those are all questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are all presuppositions based off of, I'm gonna question and I need this answer. Th- th- here's, here's the way to ans- ask those questions. Yes, sir. Do them one at a time and don't expect an- the, all the answers for that question because the truth is when you find out the why, yeah, yeah. oh, it's because I have a bad attitude. Yes. Okay. Now deal with that attitude. Then we go to, okay, but where do I apply that attitude? Mm. Well, where? The next time you and your wife get into it and she asks that one question, you get irritated with it. When should I do it? Every time somebody pushes the button, it's not just this one time, it's always. So you've got to be able to deal with the fact that Mm -hmm. this question leads to another progressive question.
0: This is really good mental therapy. What Uh you just said right there, I believe, really helps a lot of people for free.
1: For free, Pastor. This is free counseling. This
0: really is, Pastor, because, again, who hasn't felt overwhelmed? Yeah in our, in one of our lives, right? Who hasn't felt it, but you're talking about how to answer the whys, the whys, the
1: wheres, the whos. When I talk with God and I know that there's an issue, I, I don't ever go through the whole gamut of all those questions in one shot because you'll find that a lot of times just knowing why you're doing it is enough to correct it. Yeah. But sometimes if you know what it is, You need to know, okay, where is this showing up? Okay. Mm. You only go to the next question when you absolutely have to. I
0: like it because you're right. Again, the the question is, can we overwhelm ourselves with,
1: and we can. We can because look, if you're one of those kind that you want to play therapist to everything you do, which is okay, because we should always correct ourselves. We should always better ourselves. We should always check ourselves. Mm -hmm. Even Paul tells us to, Mm -hmm. you know, before you judge others, judge yourself. Mm -hmm. So the point is, is Mm -hmm. I agree that we need to do that, Mm -hmm. but just go to the very first question, Lord, why is this keep occurring in my life? Yeah. And when he answers, mm-hmm. okay, know mm-hmm. that you have the opportunity to fix it. And you're mm-hmm. saying, well, what if I'm not really sure on how to do that? Okay, well then, then ask that question. Right. But if you know with just the why on yeah. what to do, yeah. then just go there and yeah. stop. Stop yeah. and just do it. Wow. The why might be all you need. And this is speaking to people, maybe who dealing with pride, who don't want to ask. They, well, sometimes the hardest question is the first question. Mm. That is the hardest question. <laughs> the first one is the hardest yeah. one. Because we know that if God answers, we're going to have a responsibility to fix it. And that can be fearful to some people. That's fearful. Because you know, when you ask God a question, you may not you the truth is a lot of times we're not really wanting to hear that question mm-hmm. answered. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't want it answered, then don't ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you will be continue to live in that overwhelming emotion too. Wow. The whole reason for asking a question mm-hmm. is to get rid of the overwhelm. Wow. That's all it's for. Right. And if you are afraid of the answer, yes, then you're sir. not really ready. To, you're ready. You're still okay with living in your chaos. You're okay with living in your frustration yes. and that overwhelming feeling of that's pressing you down there that may is. be causing the depression. Yes. But if you'll just say, I'm not afraid of it anymore yes, sir. and go right to it and say, God, I'm going to ask the question anyway. Yes, sir. Uh, It's scary because yes. I'm afraid of what you might answer, but it doesn't matter. I need to know and I need to fix it. Yeah. God, why is this happening? That's the antidote, right, Pastor? That's the antidote. It's plain and simple. You got to start off with the first question. And don't leave until you get the answer. And don't like leave until you get the answer. If you got to go pray two or three times or uh, hours a day, I don't care. Yes, sir. Get the answer. Yes, sir. And seek it out. Because yes, once you get the why, you may not need to ask all those others wow. only in certain situations do you need to, you may get to a place where well, Lord, when yes. is this happening in yes, my sir. life? What, yes, where is it happening mm-hmm. And and you only ask up until the point that you, you aren't still able to get to the place where you know how to fix it. Mm. But if mm. the why is all it takes, if God says, well, look, it's your attitude, son, in this, in your marriage, that's yeah. why this is happening. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, I already know. Just change my attitude. Yeah. Plain and simple. I don't need to ask the other questions. Yeah.
0: But I love it. You showed it right there. The illustration you gave is you're very compliant. A lot of us have to work on being that compliant.
1: Yeah, because really you'll find that a lot of the the overwhelming that we experience. Yes, sir is because we bring it upon ourselves, mm. but most of it can be taken away. Yes. A lot of it can be taken, you yeah. can't take all the overwhelming away in one shot a lot of times, yeah. unless you really know how to get into prayer yes, and really know how to unload it on God. Yeah. Now that's a different thing. Mm. Some of it's psychological, even in, Mm-hmm. Even when it's psychological, you can still give it to God. God can deal with your emotions. Yeah. Some of it's spiritual. even mm-hmm. then God can deal with your emo- uh, your spiritual uh, your spiritual things that are attacking you. Yeah. it may be on the outside. It doesn't matter what it is spirit, soul or body it, it, a spirit spirit, your emotions you or maybe your body's feeling some tension yeah because you know maybe maybe you're gonna go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know me, I don't like the dentist. It's my least favorite of all the doctors. Get your hand out of my mouth. Get your (laughs) hand out of my mouth. That's the truth. It is my least favorite. Yes, sir. But you can feel your body tense up. Mm Mm, yeah, you're I right. actually will, you're get, right. I will get a little stress headache because I'm yes. like, man, I am not looking forward to this. Yes, sir. So now you got a little bit of the emotion that's creating this. Yeah. Plus your body is like, uh Oh, it's tensing up. Yeah. So, but God can take care of your spirit, soul and your body. He can yeah. take care of all of it. Yeah. But my spirit's intact. You know, it's yes. not like I'm going to go in and sin, yes, sir. but I can feel it emotionally. Yes. And my body feels it physically. Yes. So, you know, when you're starting to feel overwhelming, uh, the, the first step is to get it to God and ask mm. God why. Okay. And God will reveal it. So I'm going to give you a scenario, Pastor. And we're going to help people
0: out there who are dealing with this one particular area mm-hmm. of, of feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jealousy. Oh, yeah. How oh, how gosh. how would you encourage someone right now who's dealing with this feeling like this person's already in a relationship? I'm not. This person keeps getting uh, increases in jobs and better jobs. and I still <laughs> feel like I'm right there and they're, they're feeling overwhelmed with this jealous feeling and they don't like it but it's there constantly nagging at them.
1: You know, you can probably ask that question why because I believe that that's the the introduction mm-hmm. into finding out your answer. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that the why will be answered pretty quick on that. Okay. Because the truth is is that God doesn't want us to envy what else somebody else already has. That's a commandment. You it's a say, commandment. Okay, exactly. And so then that tells me that there's a deeper issue Mm, I and it—it's it, 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 not really about what they have. It's—it's mm. it's about what you believe that God's not doing. God owes you. Yeah, that God's owing you something or God's not doing something for you. Even though we say, God, why do they get? What you're really saying is, God, how come you bless them and not me? So it's really an issue between you and God. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that 99% of the time there's a relationship issue. Mm -hmm. Because when you find that the relationship is secure, you'll find that you don't always need everything in the first place. Mm -hmm. And number two, Mm -hmm. not only do Mm -hmm. you not need everything that everybody else has, you'll find that, you know what? They your relationship with God is hindered because you don't see him the right way. You see him as a genie more than mm-hmm. you and a giver. Then you see him as a friend and one who wants to love you as a son or a daughter. And so when you have that kind of relationship, you should be able to just talk with him and say, Lord, you'll now, the question isn't Lord, why do they have more than me? The question is, Lord, what can I do to see that provision in my life? Mm. And then what it'll do is it'll cause you to respond differently. See, if I see somebody else being blessed, I don't ask God why them and not me. Mm. You know what I do? Mm -hmm. I go to that person and ask him, what do you do? Mm. You see, that's why I say your problem isn't, isn't with the person. Your problem is with God. So I I always know that, man, they must be doing something amazing. I want to learn what they do, Mm -hmm. but we don't, we Mm. question God. Why? Because you're having a problem with God.
0: Wow. You're right this is good why can't we celebrate with them or for them
1: that's right go celebrate with them and learn and say man what do you do what are you doing what did I mean because now i'm going to find out if they'll be honest with me i'm going to learn the tricks or the giftings mm. that god gave them so i can utilize it instead You're or right. i can sit back and just be jealous wow and again overwhelm yourself and with, overwhelm those, with those feelings with those feelings, feelings. I'd rather just go learn from them. Mm. I'd rather just go learn what they do. And maybe I'll realize, oh, this is why they've got the blessings. It's not because God just gave it to them. It's because they're using their talents and their gifts. They're using their time and prayer differently. They're giving more. They're doing, I'm learning something. And so what you'll find is this, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is that the reason why we don't go ask them is because it's easier just to blame God. Wow. And and we'll stay stuck, Pastor. And we'll we, stay stuck. With
0: that attitude, like you said. That attitude. We'll hurt ourselves and yep. stay in that feeling
1: of being overwhelmed. I talk to people quite frequently that ask me questions. And it's not just money or this. Why are they? Well, I had one recently. Well, I'm doing everything I know. How come nothing yes. good happens in my life? How come? Yes. And that's all they talk about. That's common, by the way. It's common. And, and I remember telling them this. I said, well... And I asked them a couple of things that were going on in their life. And I asked them, I said, well, why do you do it that way? Mm -hmm. Because in their mind, they thought that was the way you should do it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's not the way I would do it. You see, they were thinking I was just blessed. Like it just shows up. Blessings just show up. God takes care of me and I have no problems whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And this is what I told this individual. I said, look, you've got to understand something. Mm -hmm. Your problem isn't that, that God's blessing me more. Yeah it's that I think different than you. That's all this is. This has nothing to do with God. This has to do with the fact that I think right. I think different. This is good. So that's why God does bless me because I think the way his word tells me to think, I said, you that's don't, right. I said, that's why you don't get the results that you want. I yeah. said, you can blame God. I said, but I don't get my results for free either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think they come for free. They that's do good, not come Pastor. for free. I think different. I think from God's word. That's why I get different results than you do. You're, this is freedom. Talk. Yes, it is. This is freedom. Talk yep. pastors. You're freeing people. Yep. That's it. This will free you. And then you'll never have to be jealous of other people Mm. because one, I know how to go ask. I'm not afraid to ask anymore. I'm not so prideful that they, that I don't believe that they don't have the answers. No, I believe they have the answers and learn to ask for more than just one person because more than one person may have gotten to their answer and their blessing, so to speak, that you see in their life in different ways. Right. Because for one, it worked one way, and for another, it worked a different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, they're getting the results that they want, mm-hmm. and you're not. Mm-hmm. So you need to know what they're doing. Yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. you need to know that their results didn't come free either. I like that. Their results came because they worked in a way that you're not working. So now you don't have to be jealous of them or and be upset at God. Wow. You don't have to blame God. That's really good. Results don't come free. No, results don't come free. And you you talk to any billionaire, talk to a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Talk to a millionaire that's driving in the nice Mercedes that has the Mm -hmm. nice beautiful home. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about money, let's just talk about money. Mm -hmm. If you're talking money, that result that they have did not come free. There's only a handful of people that win the lottery every year out of the hundreds of millions that do not, that are millionaires. Why? Because the results didn't come free. Mm -hmm. They had to go figure it out. But if you go ask them, they might just tell you what it takes. And here's what's true. Yes. You might find out you don't like the work that it takes to get their results. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a mouthful right here. This This is good. This is good. Go ahead. So when you find out that you may not want to do the work that they do, and this is what I find out with the people that ask me the questions they ask me. What do you do different? You know what I found out? They don't want to work the work that I do to get the results that I get. They right. find out really quickly. And you know what they'll do? They'll still continue to blame God. Nope. It's not God's fault. God just gave you the answer through my own mouth. Wow. You just don't really want to work the work. right? Right. And that's why you don't get the results you get. So to quit blaming God, quit right. asking him questions, I just gave you the answer. Because people want free. Because people want free.
0: And like you just said, results aren't free.
1: That's right. They want freedom for the payment of free it doesn't mm. work that way all freedom costs something come on. if a person is free financially yeah. mm-hmm. it's because it costs them something mm. a person who has a great marriage it costs oh, them come something on. Come on, Pastor. it costs them something a person who who lives right and sees blessings of god it costs them something mm. and most people don't want to live free they mm-hmm. think they do mm. this is so good it's so good I'm just sitting here basking because
0: you're going for it, but this is really yeah. good, Pastor. I'm going to give you another word that people might feel overwhelmed in. Yeah. Regret. Uh,
1: yeah. Regret. Yeah, that can overwhelm you because the, the, the problem with regret is it does a couple of different things. It brings, it brings a certain level of guilt. Mm. Regret, like maybe I should have done this, if I would have done that, if I would have been better at this, mm. if I would have just said the right thing. Mm. It's always the if. And that's where regrets that regret always hangs off the if that's good. In other words, what if, if I would have done this, it's always putting you in a position in your brain that says, if I would have been there, I wouldn't be here. Always second guessing yourself. It's always second guessing yourself. And so regret, the truth is you'll never know. You'll never know. Mm. Truth is maybe if you would have done it, it would have worked. And that's a feeling you can get. Right but you but there's, know. but there's the flip side of the coin Wait. maybe if you would have done it it wouldn't have worked either you don't know mm. this is why you have to be obedient to the Lord so you don't have to live a life of regret oh I like that you have to be obedient and if you're obedient you'll never have to live with regret this is why in Matthew 6 I believe, it tells us don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Tomorrow mm-hmm. tomorrow has its own issues and it's worries. All worries. Uh-huh. Just worry about today. Concern yeah. yourself with today and what God wants from you. Yeah. And then you won't ever have regrets anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, if God tells you to give that hundred bucks, well, give it. Yeah. If God tells you to call up somebody and love on them and minister to them, mm-hmm. go do it. Mm-hmm. If God just says, take it easy today and get some rest, then yeah. do it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The point is that we live with a lot of regrets because we just think that we felt like we missed it. And it's like, look, the truth is, is your regrets are not what's holding you back. Mm. The regrets aren't holding you back. So you're overwhelmed with guilt. God doesn't guilt you. Mm. He moves on to the next opportunity. Mm. So yeah, there might be some things that you missed out on, right? They might've been big things. Sure. And, you know, you can never go back to that. So this is why you got to go, let go of it. Just determine each and every day I'm going to do the next, but I am going to be obedient to the next thing. Mm. You know, because, yeah, I knew that there was at one it's point in time on. I was supposed to invest some money, mm-hmm. and I didn't do it. Yeah. And I knew I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, if I would have done it, it would have benefited me. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. It would have benefited yeah. me yeah. A big yes, time. Sir. Yes, sir. But under the circumstance i didn't yeah so i did it years later Mm -hmm. well it still benefited it just wouldn't have been if it didn't benefit me as much as it probably would have sure so am i gonna live with that regret nope i gotta go on i gotta go on and i just need to take on the next opportunity because the truth is god still loves me yes sir he's still gonna work through my life as long as i'm obedient and as long as i keep living his life like i'm supposed to you know what god sometimes makes up the difference And you're right. He doesn't hold over your head either saying you should have done that. Yeah, he can't because God doesn't believe in you holding on to your past. Mm. God only cares about where you are right now. Oh, that's beautiful. The future will take care of itself, but he sure isn't dangling the past over your head. Only Satan does. And only your guilty conscience does. So forgive yourself. So forgive yourself. Go on. Isn't that hard sometimes, Pastor, forgiving yourself? It's very hard. So we are going to miss it sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're going to make mistakes that, yeah, would have paid off big dividends if we would have did it to begin with. Yeah. But you know what? I don't have time to live there. Yeah. I only have time to live in the now. Yeah. That's it. This is this is so good. I li- only have time for the present. I mean, this is so good. Jealousy, regret. I do have one yeah. more before we, yes. we finish the podcast. Yes.
0: People are feeling overwhelmed with lust. Mm. This is a big deal. This is really huge right now. Yeah we're inundated on social media you can't yeah. you can't turn a page without seeing something inappropriate yeah, you can't go on television without seeing something inappropriate it's a real fight it's a real battle pastor and people are being really overwhelmed right now by that spirit
1: yeah i'm going to tell you right now we're about 50 to 75% of your battle will be fixed right now come on fix it right now come on stop watching tv and get off your devices and you know why it's, you know why it's going to be hard though come on pastor because you believe you need to rely on them oh. and you got to get that out of your head. I got rid of social media for one reason mm-hmm. because it was always showing up bad stuff and I'm like, you know what? I don't want that in my mind. So I got rid of it. Now I'm going to get back on social media, but it's going to be me and Cindy's yeah. specifically and she's going to be the ones going to post and it's only going to be for ministry now, not per, it's not going to be a personal one. Yes, it's going to be one for our ministry. Yeah. But my point is, is I just got off of it and I have people that wonder where I'm at. Well, how come you don't pose? Nope. I'm done. Yeah. I don't need to hear from people that often. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be something that's going to be detrimental to my, to my walk.
0: You're right. We used the word earlier called safeguard Mm -hmm. and that's all you're doing for your
1: heart and your soul. Buddy, I've even gotten rid of even more TV. I won't even allow certain, uh, programs. Well programs, but um, certain uh, companies like uh, like I won't watch Disney no more. Yes Disney I don't even care if it's a Marvel super now you know, maybe if it's pre 1970 in a Disney movie, okay, maybe oh, I, get, I get that yeah. where it's a clean one, like the Swiss family Robinson on Disney. I love it. So love clean. Yeah. Maybe an old goofy cartoon or something, yeah. but for yeah. the most part, Disney itself new, yeah. is off of my TV. I don't even yes. have the app to allow anything of theirs to be watched. Yes. Cause I don't even want them supported because they do so much ugliness. Yes, they do. And they're, they're totally into child porn mm-hmm. and pedophilia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I said it out loud, but it's true. (laughs) Um, They're they're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. They're really big into homosexuality and transgender Mm -hmm. and- and, and supporting them. And so LGBTQ community and the support and it's killing Mm -hmm. our children and Mm -hmm. I say killing them mentally, spiritually, spiritually, emotionally. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, And so my point is, is that if you learn to get rid of the devices where you find that you're where that most of that stuff is. Get it, delete it. The only reason you need to look at your phone then is to answer the phone call and answer a text.
0: I agree with you. You said rely,
1: but can that also slide in the word addiction? People? Well, that's exactly what it is because we feel that we need it, we rely on it. And, and it becomes more addictive than it really is necessary. Yeah. We can't stay off social media. Yeah. We can't stay off YouTube. We can't stay off
0: those things where we're feeling drawn to this lustful thing. Yeah,
1: we get we get hooked on it. Yes, sir. And we like the likes. But then in the process, we see ads that are oh, ugly. Yes, sir. They're 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 very pornographic, even though they may not be naked. It's close okay. enough. Exactly. And they're meant to destroy. Yeah, they're meant to destroy. And, you know, there's things of people that you may be friends with that you yeah. don't really know them, but they're posting stuff you shouldn't be seeing.
0: Yeah. And, and you're right. If they're friends, just text them. Yeah. you don't have to, We don't have to see like what you're we talking about, Pastor. We don't, their, we don't
1: need to see their we posts. We don't need to see
0: the posts on social media to say that we're, I'm still your friend.
1: Right. We don't need to go searches to see an old boyfriend or girlfriend on uh, social media to see what they're up to.
0: I'm sure you heard back uh, probably about 10 years ago when Facebook just came out divorce rate increased because yeah. of Facebook. They're looking at old flings and then eventually meeting up. Pastor. Yeah, they
1: were searching for their old flings and old just, friendships. Just, just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity, but curiosity turns into something different. And it did, Pastor. And so if you want to just deal with 50 to 75% of your problem right now, men, even women, because a lot of times women are lonely, so they go looking for things. Right. And women are becoming more lustful, as is, is lustful as men today. Yes, they'll, they'll, hmm. they'll they'll, they'll they'll be in bed in, in just as quickly as a man will today yeah. they're they're just as much in heat as men are it's terrible <laughs> and it's just because of the vile passions and the lust yeah. that they see yeah. on a constant basis so yeah. get rid of it don't go to I the theater it. you don't need to watch our movies where there's nudity you don't even need to watch a g-movie if it even promotes something that's, that's sexual that's good you don't need to go see it or yes, hear it sir. You don't need to get that in your mind. Yes. And if you want to take care of the other 25%, wow. spend a little bit more time seeking God, the fa- face of God and yes. reading your word. Okay. And you'll not only take away a hundred percent of it, mm-hmm. or at least almost a hundred percent of it, mm-hmm. but change your friendships. Mm. Change of friendships. If you got friendships, well, they don't, you know, they're not that bad. They don't do that stuff in front of me. They don't talk this way. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be connected to their spiritual lifestyle, not just their physical. Mm. Well, I just hang out with them because they've been my friends since I don't care. You know, their spiritual lifestyle is Anything that anything but what you agree with. Exactly. If you can't talk about Jesus when you're around them, then you need to change them as friends. You're Get right, rid of them. You're right because they're very influential. It's influential because there's that they, they you, people don't understand how the devil gets access. Mm. It's sometimes just by being around things. I mean, come on. Yes. If I can be outside and the wind blow. Mm-hmm and the wind's blowing, Mm -hmm. I can see the dust that's collecting on my car. Right. When the wind's not blowing, mm-hmm. I can see dust is collecting on my car. Shoot, mm-hmm. there's dust in my house. Right. And my doors are all closed. How right. did that dust get there? Right. My point is, is that whether you see it or not clinging to you, oh. Satan's work is clinging to you yes. even if there's nothing bad being said by your friends. Wow. If they don't live the lifestyle and they don't want the God that you serve, yes. the only time you should be talking to them is about Jesus. Yes. Other than that, you don't hang around them. Yes, sir. It's a it's not what we d- we do with the world. The only reason mm. we're around the world is to witness, witness to, to them. them. And when we're done witnessing, we move on. Mm. So yeah. Can you call them a friend? I don't think it's wrong to call them a friend, mm-hmm. but you can't be a part of their, the lifestyle. uh, their lifestyles. Yeah, I agree with you. That's you don't good. go hang out at their house knowing that they have hard liquor and mm-hmm. you know that they do mm-hmm. stuff in their home and they mm-hmm. probably have a part. Mm-hmm. They just live lives that you don't. You don't need to be in that atmosphere because Mm. that atmosphere clings to you. Just Mm. like that little dust that you don't see in your house floating around is clinging to your counters. It's clinging to your furniture. This is good. Now, Jesus said about the man who looks at a woman
0: lustfully, he's already committed adultery in his
1: heart. That's right. So... Why do you want to put yourself in those positions? Start making better friendships mm-hmm. that care and honor God in everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Start going to things that are more godly. You know what? Mm-hmm. Get rid of your midweek, uh, mid-week women's get-together mm-hmm. and go to Bible study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You quit quit looking for a reason to go hang out with the motorcycle guys every Sunday and start going to church. Yes, sir. Start finding a better class of friendships so mm. that way your mind isn't always thinking about ugly things. Mm. And you'll even have friendships that will help you get through it. So, mm. yeah, lust is overwhelming because it will ruin your life. But the closer you get to the things of God, mm-hmm. the further those things move away. And you're right. The stronger core of relationships you have who are in Christ, yes. the stronger you will be. The stronger you'll be. And so, yeah, lust is extremely overwhelming because now all of a sudden you go to bed Mm -hmm. with thoughts in your head and your wife is laying next to you, your husband is Mm -hmm. laying next to you, and you know it's not right. Mm -hmm. You know what helps keep me pure? Yes, sir. It's not because I can't sin. Are you kidding? I know how to lust. I've been Mm -hmm. there before. Right, right. When I was in my early days, yes, it was a struggle, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's been struggles at times. But yes. I know that the farther I get away from it, yes, because I don't need that other stuff. That's right, Pastor. The harder it is for Satan to beat me up with that stuff, mm-hmm. and so yes, can I lust? I can, right. But do I lust? No, hard. Yes. I hardly ever experience that. You know yes. why? Because I'm not around that stuff. Right. Better yet, don't go to a beach filled with a bunch of women in bikinis with right. with healthy bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, if wow. you can't handle that then you stay away from the beach. Let's be honest here. You, you go buy yourself, a, ask the Lord to provide the money for you to have a pool and look at your wife and her bikini, but don't you go out <laughs> to the coast. Amen. Amen. to that. I'm telling you, come on. That's there's good. only one person you need to be seeing. Exactly. You, and because the truth is that it'll eat you alive, men yeah. and women. Exactly. You don't need to be, need to be watching things on TV. Te- you don't want your wife seeing a Like I said, I, you know, a buff man on TV isn't going to maybe turn her on, but I don't want her to always have to think about it either. Exactly. I don't want to see a a woman half naked because I don't want to see her and what she looks like and then keep her on my mind either. Exactly. There's only one person in my heart and my mind, and that's my wife. And I want to be in her heart and mind.
0: Exactly. And
1: yeah, we're we're not like what we used to be, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. I only have eyes for her. Exactly. And I want her to only have eyes for me. So we, we protect each other. Exactly. My wife will tell me, "Eh, you close your eyes and we'll turn that program off. Exactly. We don't watch that stuff. Exactly. And so learn Mm -hmm. to start setting the foundation for protection. Yes. Does that mean that you're a goody two-shoe? I don't care what people call me. Exactly. At the end of the day, there's only two people I have to answer to. Mm -hmm. That's God and my wife. Amen. Nobody else. Amen. So yeah, lust gets real ugly it sure does, if I don't protect myself from it. Exactly. And what do you say to the single young people out there, Pastor? Just do what I said. Mm-hmm. I just gave perfect answer. Get rid of all of the yes. stuff that you don't need. Yes. And people will say, "Man, you need to get involved, so we can contact you and get." No, you don't. Mm-hmm. If you ain't calling me by phone and, and it's only through Facebook, then you don't really want to talk to me anyway. Yeah. yeah. Number two, nobody needs 10,000 friendships just to have 10,000 friendships. Mm. You don't need to be that light. Be selective. Be selective. If that's all your Facebook is about, mm. be selective of who, you friend, you know, who your friends are. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I want to use it as a witnessing tool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Then that means you use it as a witnessing tool and that's it and mm-hmm. get off. Yeah but if that's even too hard for you then get off then get off period that's Mm -hmm. what i did i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm getting off and it wasn't even hard for me Mm -hmm. i just wasn't going to take i just was done with it i don't need it no more you also said too you didn't realize how much time you were spending because you
0: actually allowed that time that you were formerly using yeah on better things
1: Uh, i could have been spending time reading and praying i'm going to tell you right now it's Mm -hmm. increased my reading and praying time Uh it's increased my closeness with my family and clarity and clarity i don't think about about about, all that stuff now I don't think about what's going on in my friends' lives. I don't care if they ate steak last night or not. I don't even care if they ate their favorite ice cream, but I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing their toes wiggle and who cares? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. silly stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care to see to see the women in our church, mm-hmm. you know, give their best kiss to the, fe- to the thing. And then that way they can get a bunch of, Oh, how beautiful you are. Mm-hmm. It, right. You should know you're beautiful already. Mm. You don't need to post it to get the beautifuls right. from people all over. Oh, you're so beautiful. Right. Look, that just means you need attention. Right. That means you have a lust for attention. Mm. That's all it is. It's a lust for attention. That's good. It's something you desire and crave. That's what lust is. Yeah. And some of you ladies have a lust for attention, mm-hmm. so you love the likes because you put your makeup on, mm-hmm. got in front of the camera. You know what? Go yeah. give your best looks to your husband. Mm-hmm. Quit giving it to the camera. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like I said, we can go on, on, on. But mm-hmm. lust, lust is everywhere. Exactly. But I love how you
0: identified how to get rid of it. Like you yeah. said, between fifty to seventy-five percent of it.
1: Yeah. It's I'll- just in the things we watch and look at. Yes. Period. Just yeah. devices, TV, devices, social media, like phones. Said, the things that we we rely on. Uh huh. Things we rely on. You think about that. I mean,
0: that just shows you what we're not relying on. Yeah, I know. Right. We're not yeah, relying. We're not relying on the word. Yeah. We're not relying on good-founded relationships. Come on. We're not relying on those things that will help support the purity that we're advocating for.
1: That's right. That's exactly Purity
0: right. is a big thing, Pastor. Purity is big. Uh, I think uh, David said this. How can a young man, young man stay pure he is staying close to the commands of God. Yeah. Yep. He said
1: a young man. Young yeah, man. Because Not married. Because he knows that young men are the ones that easily get swayed by lust, especially mm-hmm. when the testosterone levels are high.
0: The, all the eyes. Those eyes begin to wander. Uh-huh. They wander. All of a sudden, there's a beauty right there.
1: That's why you need to protect yourself. Yes, sir. And, and that way until you get married. And once you get married, you have the beauty that God's blessed you with. Yeah. And then you'll only have eyes for her. Yes. So
0: this, this is really good, Pastor. You talked about a lot of wonderful things that can really open our eyes about how to deal with being overwhelmed, Pastor. Yep. Yep. Is there a certain way you want to close this
1: out for, for our listeners? Uh you know, well, not really, but but I would just say this, you know, be careful put yourself in positions that you'll you'll that you'll succeed instead mm. of positions that will cause failure and if you'll do that what you'll find is that you'll never have to wake up overwhelmed with all these different emotions that we talked about today mm. and that goes with anything put oh, yourself in good. in really good positions with quality people mm. put yourself in good positions with quality programming if you're gonna watch TV, turn on a Christian program and listen wow. to well, something worshipable. Watch, wow. watch a great minister, yeah. or, or or pray, or read, or better yet, just go outdoors and 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 have fun, enjoy life, or something. Oh, but but it. do something else besides being inundated with 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 these technical devices, mm-hmm. these these ability to mm-hmm. to to flip through it and end yeah. up in a place that you don't need to be. You're right. And we all can be there and that's included mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. but I've learned how to protect myself. So I don't have that same struggle that everybody else does. Right. I don't think about it like everybody else does exactly, because I care about my wife. I care about mm-hmm. the Lord. I care about my friendships. I care about my ministry. Mm-hmm. I care about my family. I care about a lot of things and I don't want to hurt them mm-hmm. because I gave over to something because I th- because I. I relied on it. Mm. I only rely on one one thing, and that's the Lord. Wow. He's not a thing, but mm. one person. Yes. That's Him. Man, Pastor,
0: this is so good. So good. But I, love, I just want to key on this, um, listener, is that Pastor Paul said this, position yourself to succeed. Yeah, there you go. You can't get any better than that, Pastor. No and the feelings of overwhelmness
1: got to go. They'll got to go. Got to go. Pastor. You won't experience it no more. Exactly. And when Satan even comes at you with it to try to bring it and say, mm-hmm. hey, go look at the computer. Go look, mm-hmm. no. You'll able to say, nope. Come on, Pastor. Nope. If you can say no physically, you can say nope emotionally and spiritually too. Mm-hmm. No. It gives you greater strength. Amen. And confidence. I can do this. Yes, I can do it. With the strength of the Lord. That's right. So Amen. you'll be able to defeat this. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, there you have it, listener. Pastor Paul just said it. You can do this. We love you. God bless.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download
0: the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more
1: information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.